Weekend Legends Catch-Up Podcast. Get it in your ears. Get this in your hands, though, on Sportsbet's new iPhone app. The easiest betting app just got easier. Download it now. Gamble responsibly. So what you got cooking this weekend, huh? Put your head between your legs in the brace position and get ready for another week of bats hitting balls. Balls through nets and off rackets with coaches blowing up and referees entering the witness protection program. Sit back, relax and enjoy what Triple M modestly calls the Weekend Legends. They come to Payne Huss now. He beats one, beats two. Got through Payne Huss, over the 30, one to beat. He beat him, he'll score. Oh, wow. That is Good morning, Andrew Rose. That is the future of rugby league right there. Who, me? You're no, not me? you. Payne Haas. Oh, Payne Haas. What a hero with that uh, try towards the end of the Broncos game. Chris Gale, welcome back to the show. How was your holiday? Uh, I missed all of you, except you, Rose. Oh. And it was really, really good. But Josh Reynolds, I think he's done me out of a job, hasn't he? Oh, man, me and Josh Reynolds, we're best mates, man. Me and Jay Ren, as I like to call because we're <laughs> right, close yeah. mates now. Hang on. <laughs> he just sent me a really funny text message. You're a good friend of mine now, Chris. Yeah, I think we'll just move on. and <laughs> We apologise for playing Broncos audio, but let's remember Payne Haas <laughs> is also in New South Wales blue. That's true. The Broncos 24 over the Panthers 12 last night at Suncor Stadium. And the Parramatta Eels surge on, defeating the Gold Coast Titans 36-12 to at Seabus Super Stadium. Poor, poor Titans. Coming up this hour, now it's been a week of complaints from coaches in the NRL. It must mean the playoffs are just around the corner. We look at wrestling and stripling. Stripping? Stripling! Two of our favourite things. <laughs> We're also going to talk to the awesome Matt Burke. We love him here on the Weekend Legends about all things Bledisloe Cup this afternoon. But last night, two sin bins, a trip, handbags at 10 paces, and that was just from one game. We'll talk about the other games from round 22 next. It's the Weekend Legends on Triple M. It's a show on the weekend, and these guys are legends. So naming the show was a no-brainer. Triple M's Ghost Mutt. And I mean... Sorry, what is it? Weekend Legends. It is the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose. And round 22 is well underway, guys. The regular season is winding down. And there's some big talking points from last night's games, wasn't there, Chris? There sure are, Lachlan. But let's first talk about the Eels and the Titans, which we really don't even want to talk about, do we, Rose? Oh, look, I mean, the, the thing that sticks out to me uh, right now with, the, with that game is the Titans' performance. They have a tally of 206 points conceded in the last five weeks and is now a club record of eight games losing in a row. I mean, whew, it's t- I don't know if they're out there, but it's tough to be a Titans fan right now. Well, if you are a Titans fan, you want them to, to survive, but you it's... argue whether anyone else really does. This is a topic that comes up again and again and again. It does. Sport and the Gold Coast, do they really mix? They've got theme parks? Yeah. And, and a beach. And beaches? Yeah, and the whole thing needs a hose down. <laughs> they don't need rugby league, do they? It's like Vegas, right? It's a, it's a, one of those crowds that comes through a, a, a centre, a city like that. But the Golden Knights in ice hockey have proven that a team in Vegas can exist, so maybe... And they do have the Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA, which Elizabeth Cambage is doing great things in. Yep. Parramatta fans will be excited, though. There seems to be additional strike power in their back line with the addition of Wonga Blake, who had a double. They're heading towards the eight, Chris. They're looking good at the right time of the year. And Mitch Moses is on song. Look, I just salute any rugby league fan who doesn't follow those two teams who bothered to watch that game last night. <laughs> to be honest, I salute the Gold Coast and Parramatta fans for bothering to watch that game. Yeah, all ten of you. Pretty testy affair <laughs> up at Suncourt Stadium where the Broncos 24 defeated the Panthers 12. Yeah. Big talking point was Tavita Pangai Jr., who certainly qualifies for chock full of the angry pills as a description, <laughs> puts a late shot on Jimmy Maloney with only a minute 20 left and is put in the bin. Mm. Now, people are saying that's not smart, but rugby league guru Gus Gould had a very interesting observation. 
the feeling I get in the game at the moment is they don't want any intimidation in the game. They don't want any aggression. But somehow we've got to play a game that's that's pure from intimidation, aggression, or trying to you know discourage your opponent with physicality. I don't agree with it. You know, I think the game should be about intimidation, and the game should be about aggression. And you're going to sail close to the wind. We can't stop everyone getting hurt. How do you feel about that, Rose? Typical Gus telling us that there's, uh, the game's about intimidation. He's wrong. I'm going to get in his face and tell him he's wrong. <laughs> I think he's 100% correct. The game yeah, right. is often called gladiatorial, and that's why we go. There's nothing like when you see a fullback take a kick return into the teeth of the defense, and you go, I wish I could do that, but I'm glad I don't do that. I, I, you're 100% right. It's the core of what the game is. It's like saying, let's take dunks out of basketball because it might wreck the ring, right? You've got to, it's the, it's the point of the game, right? I tell you what, though, Pangai Jr., he is still full, chock full of the angry pools. Oh, yeah, he took the injury and that strapped himself up and went straight back to work. He's a, he's a monster. Penrith just didn't really get there. They cut it to 12 to 18, courtesy of Brian To'o, which I think all the commentators like saying, To'o. To'o. But uh, just too soft in the tackling and Brisbane roll on and secure a place in the eight. Rose, I have to take you back to Thursday night to Lotta Land where my West Tigers went down 32 to 12 Let's to do Manly. It. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> there is very little good news to talk about. Robbie Farrell looks like he's broken his fibula, so he's gone. But there's talk that he might still play this season. There's talk that he might. That people are saying that's not his farewell. He's not done. Which would be the final round at Leichhardt yeah. against the Sharks. Lip out there one more time. Could be sure. Gal's farewell. But his replacement, Jacob Little, I mean, that poor kid, he oh. suffered so much. His ACL is gone and maybe his MCL. They're ligaments, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, cool. Awesome. I thought that was part of Marvel Cinematic Universe. But... Uh, I, look, I've, it's always tough when something like that happens because you want to watch a million replays. But, man, that, di- that didn't look fun for Jacob, and I, I feel for him, man. But it looks good for your bestie, Josh Reynolds, or J-Ren, as you like to refer to him. J-Ren, hang on, he's just texting me again. You know, it's funny, you didn't come up in conversation the yeah, whole time. I wonder why. <laughs> Benji Marshall says, that man is too good to be playing reserve grade. Well, I think he'll be playing first grade next week. Absolutely. Go, Joshy. Tough on the commentators to have to say Gaseski three times in Gisesky. the first half. <laughs> Tough on the Tigers, despite a couple of sublime passes by Benji Marshall, we've got to win our last three games to get to the playoffs. Can you do it? I really, I've just struggled to believe that it's possible. Oh, come on. That means we'll have only made the playoffs three times in 20 years. Chris, Tough being a Tigers do, fan. You can't do this to us. Lachlan is a St. George supporter. I'm a Bulldog supporter. You're the only team left in the game on this show. You need to hang in there, big fella. I'm ready. Tigers will make the eight. They're done. Bring on the rest of round 22, and we'll talk about the rest of the games a little bit later. But up next, it's August, and that means it's time to complain. <laughs> what about? We'll tell you next. Winger. <laughs> it's the Weekend Legends on Triple M. Kicking you right in the weekend. Oh. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose, and we're almost at the finals, guys, and it's about that time of the year where almost all of the rugby league community have found something to complain about, Chris. Yes, they're always complaining, Lachlan, because it must mean the playoffs are just around the corner. But the ones who are complaining, Rose, are the coaches of the teams in contention. The Dogs and the Tigers are a little bit quiet. Oh, we have nothing to say. We're just counting down the days to Mad Monday again. I think, yeah, you're right. It becomes this time of the year where the teams that are going to get in the eight start trying to whinge and complain to maybe the, make the rules that benefit their team a bit more malleable going into the finals. Correct. Get a little bit of an edge for their team. Yes. Now, the... Big topic du jour has been wrestling. And you're a big wrestling fan, Rose, so you must be enjoying this. Sure, I'm loving it. SummerSlam was great. That's what we're talking about, right? And you can set your calendars. Oh, different wrestling. Yeah, sorry, different wrestling. Sorry, sorry, You can set your calendars that it must be August if people are complaining about wrestling and one team in particular. And I refer, of course, to the Melbourne Storm. Ah, oh, the Storms. The one team that needs to complain to get an upper hand in rugby league. <laughs> 
South Sydney general manager of football, Shane Richo Richardson, had this to say. And I think these are rhetoric questions, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Who invented the crusher tackle? I don't know. Who invented the chicken wing? Stop asking me questions. Who invented the rolling pin? I'm not sure I've ever heard of the what's, rolling what's pin. What's the before. rolling pin? And he goes, we were furious after our game against the Storm. It's not in the spirit of the game. What do you think? What's not in the spirit of the game? That there's no rolling pins allowed? Or crusher tackles or chicken wings. Ah, oh, look, I mean... It, Look, I know we have this discussion like we talked earlier with Gus Gould's audio about you taking the fire out of the game, but you need to, at some point, uh, make sure that players aren't... When players are dropping like flies in games, you've got to, you've got to advance it a little bit, right? And I, I'm, I'm all for, you know, fixing up the tackle a little bit. Okay, well, the Melbourne Storm have struck back, of course. Oh, here we go. Yeah, their chief executive, Dave Donahue, said this. It's Kylie Minogue one year, <laughs> Danny Minogue the next year, <laughs> Taylor Swift the year after. It's a different singer singing the exact same song every year. Ultimately, our players, like every other player, deserves a fair go. Oh. First of all, I object to that. If he doesn't understand the difference between those three great artists... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three very deep collections of pop music there. How dare you compare them? <laughs> he, he went on to suggest that Richo has perhaps been manipulated by super coach Wayne Bennett, the puppet master. Every, I've never heard that about Wayne and, No, he doesn't seem like an influential character at all. <laughs> Sticky Stewart, of course, who are now playing the, the Storm this weekend, has waded in and says that, you know, the rules need to be... Oh, he loves a winch, Sticky. Someone has to be brave enough to stand up to it. He says it's not just the Melbourne Storm, it's a legal foul play everywhere. Right, so yeah, it's across the board a legal foul play, according to Ricky Stewart. We all agree. So everyone's trying to pare back the wrestle and neutralise the Storm. The other rule, and another favourite pastime of yours, of course, is stripping. Yeah, oh, I love a good strip. <laughs> now, now, Trent Robinson for the Roosters says, I'm not sure about this rule, it's stuffing up the game. Yeah, because they're bad at stripping, right? Right. Sticky Stewart, on the other hand, says, <laughs> I thought Robbo's comments were ridiculous. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> when you can't do something, it doesn't mean we have to get rid of it. Because we do it well, does that mean we've got to be punished for it? Right. Now, the Raiders have 23 strips this year, which is double more than the second best team. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. Now, you know, you know why that is? Why? Well, they brought all these English players out. Yeah. Right. In centuries past, they would have been the convicts that were sent here. <laughs> These are just the guys who are able to pick people's pockets. Right, they're good, at, they're good at stripping, stealing. Do you know who invented stripping? Oh, God. That's a loaded question. No. <laughs> Wayne Pierce from the Balmain Tigers, the really? now Australian Rugby League Commissioner, he introduced the stripping rule. Yep. He says, I'm glad I've done it. And he says, I'm not finished. I want to introduce contested scrums. Oh, my goodness. Will you stop? <laughs> wow. Complaining is a part of our sport, and we can't wait for the next uproar in rugby league. I wonder what it'll be about. It's not fair, Lachlan. But up next, Ben Simmons is in the headlines, and we talk about the business of sport. You're on the Weekend Legends, Triple M. On the weekend, there are two types of people. Those that listen to Triple M and those that don't. These are their stories. What? Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose. And guys, Ben Simmons has been in town. Uh, great for basketball in Australia, but he hasn't been received so well down under for some reason. There's been a few issues with Ben Lachlan, and it is the World Cup that's just around the corner, which is why I think the attention is on the game. Yeah, there's a lot going on in uh, basketball right now in Australia. We've got the USA-Canada game coming up in Sydney later in the month. Uh, the World Cup's coming up. It's, uh, it's an exciting time to be a basketball fan. Yeah, I'm heading out to that USA-Canada game on the 26th of August out yeah. of Kudos, and I Should think we've good. got some tickets if you keep listening. Ooh, hang around. Boomers had their first warm-up game last night against Canada over in Perth. They went down 90-70. to 70. I don't yeah. know how much we can read into that. No, no, you, there's not much you can read into that because um, the USA team got beaten in a friendly uh, game before these all ramped up, but and it's a lot of points to lose to Canada. True. But Lachlan's right. There's all the talk about a guy who's not playing for Australia in the World Cup, and that, of course, is Ben Simmons from the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, Ben Simmons, probably the most successful and famous Australian basketballer of all time already. 
Would yep. you say that? Well, he's about to sign a five-year contract extension for $240 million US. Get out of So town. I think that ends the discussion. Think, yeah, he's the best. But the criticism has been interesting. First of all, he did progressively withdraw from the World Cup. First of all, he pulled out of the tournament. Yep. Then these exhibition games, including those two huge ones down at Melbourne, mm. a lot of people spend a lot of money on tickets. Yeah. There was an incident in a casino, I believe, while I was away, Rose? Um, look, he comes to town and, and it seems to have that uh, American style of, like, you know, controversy follows a sports star in America whenever they travel. And, <laughs> and go to a casino. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he filmed a video of himself uh, claiming that he wasn't allowed in to the casino in Melbourne. He claimed for racial reasons. We don't really know the full extent. I mean, it's a casino. You could be denied entry for a ton of different reasons. Being drunk, not having any pants on. Who knows? Having designer rips in your jeans. Oh, I mean, obnoxious. Who buys jeans with rips in them? <laughs> anyone anyone who does that deserves to be excluded. Idiot. And then there was a clinic for the kiddies, which I think the kiddies really enjoyed. But you had to pay to go there, though the money was donated to charity and people were a bit uncomfortable with that as well. Okay, so, well, that's good. that He did a trading camp. You had to pay. I guess it is Ben Simmons, so you'd want to pay. You'd pay money to get trained by Ben Simmons. But that's good. At least the money went to a charity. But are you saying he should have just done it for free like a true Australian? No, no, I think that's fine. I think, it's, it's, fine. That's fine. I think yeah. it's within the parameters of what can be expected. It was for a good cause. Yeah, yeah. But I think what it's reflecting is a little bit that maybe we don't completely yet understand the business of sport as it is on a global scale. Oh, especially in America. There is, a, you know, we, we like to, you know, watch a lot of American sports and compare ourselves as a sporting nation. But really, the way sports players uh, handle themselves in America is very different in Australia. You usually have an entourage with you, and there's usually people in your ear pretty regularly about how you could make more money as an athlete. I dream of having an entourage. <laughs> One day. I think, first of all, let's understand a couple of things. It's not his fault he's getting paid $240 no. million US over five. <laughs> It's not his fault he's mad at basketball. It's not his fault he dated a Jenner slash Kardashian. Well, that's kind of <laughs> his fault, yeah. He's and, part of it. And sports have different priorities. As far as the NBA basketball is concerned, the club is paramount. Now, you've got to look. They're investing a lot of money in Simmons. Oh, a huge amount of money. He's young, so he's developing, and they want him to develop a jump shot. Yeah, it's important he, in basketball. Because he ain't got one. <laughs> yeah. This happened with Andrew Bogut early in his career. He missed an Olympics for these exact same reasons. That's the way it is. You look at a different sport like international football, they allow the World Cup to be the priority just the way the sport well, has evolved. Do you think that's a cultural thing? Like the European football nations, they just represent their country. That's first and foremost, no matter what else is going on. America's like all the money's in club teams. So yeah. that's and where you stay. Whereas Australia, we haven't quite worked it out yet. I mean, it was 30 years ago that Mal Meninga said when the Raiders won their first premiership, I can't remember who they beat off uh, the top of my head. Yeah, thanks. This is the best thing ever because you work with these guys all year. It's better than Origin. It's better than playing for Australia. Mm. I think it's evolving, but I think with Ben Simmons, we've got to get behind that kid. Yeah, I think it's easier for us to jump on him and go, oh, he's Americanized now. He's not one of us, da-da-da. This kid is under a huge amount of pressure to be one of the greatest, the greatest basketballer mm. with this country has ever seen. We've got to support him. We don't want to lose him to Aussie basketball. No. The business of sport is confusing for us fans, and I don't think we'll ever get our head quite around it, but no. we can always learn. But Canada is looking in fantastic form and we want to get you out to see them take on the USA Monday August 26th as international basketball comes to Sydney USA take on Canada in yeah. one huge game tickets on sale now from Ticket Tech but we've got a double for you if you call one triple three five three right now Woo. you'll get yourself off to the game but up next Matt Burke will join us live from across the ditch Thank to you. give give fans a little bit of hope that the Wallabies can bring the Bledisloe home you're on the weekend legends Sydney's Triple M now we're back with Triple M's Weekend Legends. The Legends. Conditions of high scenes. Store for details. This show may have a laxative effect.
47 points to 26. That was the moment we sports fans were in awe mm. last week. The most points against the All Blacks. And, Chris, it was so unexpected. Lachlan, it was so unexpected that I still haven't recovered. <laughs> Fortunately, we get to speak to someone who I think is a very level head and is over at Eden Park, and that's Matt Burke. Matt, good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. I haven't recovered either. That's all right. Um, <laughs> we, uh, 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 apart from the fact, I tell you what, I had an interesting time. I, I took me 17 hours to get to Perth uh, over for Thursday night, <laughs> left, got there Friday morning, I got the red eye back. So... In, in the back end of it, the only thing that made the uh, the weekend good was that we actually smashed those guys at uh, at Optus Stadium. It was it was an incredible game. The, it was. The, the you know there was dotted black jerseys everywhere, and the the the, the ground was like uh, vivid, if you, if you know what I mean. So yeah. they had that ability to turn on this light show. So all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the All Blacks were walking in, and uh, and the the chant of All Blacks came up from the crowd. Then all of a sudden, the uh, the guys in the, in the in the control box have obviously switched on, played a bit of music, and then uh, flicked on this green and gold light show. And it was fantastic. So then the boys put on performance, uh, and and as you said, it, it was it was quite unbelievable. They they just had they had some belief, which was absolutely brilliant. I like the light show, Chris. Nothing, nothing better to shut down a New Zealand crowd than a rave, right, Chris? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, Matt, you said it took, it took you 17 hours to get there. I don't know if you know they do fly to Perth these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do direct. But the number 17 is significant because it's been 17 years since we, and by we I mean you, won the Bledisloe. <laughs> now, the Wallabies were training yesterday to the strains of silver chairs tomorrow. Does that mean that today's the day? Ooh. Uh, look at that! Well, I love your segue there; it's outstanding. Um, you know, it's it's one of those uh, it's one of those ones where they know they know what history is about. And the sad thing about it is, uh, you know, when you when you have uh, you know myself, you guys in that in that media outlet, they keep talking about the, the the history. You know, it's been 17 years, it's been 16 years, it's been 15 years. Mm. Uh, you know, that the last time we won in uh, in Auckland was 1986. So they know the history. You know, and, and Michael Checker was, uh, I suppose, quite pragmatic about it the other day. He, he spoke. Before they left, he goes, look, you know, they know, you know, they, they know what's going on, uh, you know, and, and, and what they need to know and understand is tomorrow that, you know, they were, the All Blacks were filthy about last week that, yeah. uh, that, they, that they won, uh, our guys won. Uh, so, you know, the hark is going to be intense, you know, oh, the, the, yeah. the team's going to be passionate, you know, everyone's going to be still that crowd, there's not many going to be gold, not many gold jerseys going to be there, it's going to be, it's going to be wet as I look outside now, it's a bit sort of, you know, grey and overcast, mm. it's going to be wet, I think, this afternoon. So they know all that. So, so don't get shocked by what's coming. That's that's probably the big one. So, you know, they need to draw on last week and say, hey, you know, we we, we put pressure on these guys, and and pressure is a great thing. Pressure just you know means people do fall apart. It doesn't matter what team you are. Uh, like last week, they did fall apart. It does help that they had fourteen blokes rather than fifteen. But we sure, won't talk sure. about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking to Matt Burke about Bledisloe Cup uh, coming up this afternoon, mate. You talked about the history, and we added some more in that first game. 47 points uh, we put on them in Perth. That's the highest points conceded by an All Blacks team. Uh, where has this Wallabies tilt come from? Yeah, it's, it's, it's solid, isn't it? 47 points. Uh, I think it's belief. You know, I, I, I think it's belief. You know, Michael Checker is a, um, is a coach that loves, you know, revving these guys up beforehand. It's interesting he spoke at half time about, you know, they, they had that red card in about the 17th or 18th minute, I think it was, or 14th minute. Uh, either way, they um, they didn't talk about that at half time. They said, "Look, you know, let's just keep going." Um, yep. It was interesting. He he mentioned that when they have fifteen on the park, it's like they have twenty. So when they have fourteen on the park, it's like they have seventeen. Yeah. So you still got to you still got to play. They they still scored four tries against us. So you know they they, they can go. Uh, it does help. Uh, you know when 
uh, you're at home uh, in front of a, a really passionate crowd. And, and that was, I mean, Perth, I think, had a, yeah, a big pat on the back for what they produced the other day. Mm. That, you know, the, the ground and the people and, and, and what it was. Um, it was a really... a it was a really big time event, if you know what I mean. It was like when Origin was over there. You know, they put on this great spectacle. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, all of a sudden, thanks for coming, 47 points. Get that in there. Yeah, now, you mentioned that we last won at Eden Park in 86. I went to school with a couple of guys in that team, so it shows how long ago it is. <laughs> but the, the press has been characterising the All Blacks' changes as panic. Do you see it that way? Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's nice to put, uh, to put a bit of pressure on, though, isn't it? I mean, that... If you, if you get technical, the, the, the world's best number 10, uh, they're playing at 15, a guy called Bowden Barrett. The last yep. you know, two years, he's won that award. So he's playing out of position. And I thought after the weekend, they would have put him back at uh, number 10. They would have put the, the winger uh, who's playing out of position, who's probably the best uh, fullback going around, uh, put him back in the spot. But they've dropped a couple of blokes. They've changed a couple of rounds. So, yeah, I, th- I think they have. I think they've just had this little sort of moment where, like, oh, hang on, 47 points. That, that's, that doesn't go to script. And... Mm. And we've just had to change a couple of things. So it's, uh, it's good. It's good to see them. It's good to see them in this sort of state of mind at the moment. And, and as I said before, boys, you know, they, they, our boys know that they're going to come back and, and, yeah, and rip in. So get ready for it. But there's nothing like just a little, you know, a little jab in the guts, is it? Hell yeah. <laughs> Matt Burke, in one word, the winner is? Oh, Australia. Yes. Oh, let's go, Wallabies. That's what we want to hear. Matt Burke, we appreciate your time. <laughs> Enjoy tonight. But most of all, go the Wallabies. Have a good night, Absolutely. mate. Absolutely. Good on you, boys. The Bledisloe is tonight. Make sure you're around it and get behind the Wallabies as we try to bring the Bledisloe home. But up next, we've got a new segment for you. Flog of the Week. Some usual suspects. It's the Weekend Legends on Triple M. Sit back, relax, and let these guys do the thinking. Well, at least talking. Triple M's Weekend Legends. It is the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose. And as sports fans, we love it when sports stars have tantrums, breakdowns, code violations, <laughs> and just downright floggery, which is why we bring to you our contenders for Flog of the Week. Yes, Lachlan, it's time to look through. There's been so many this week. I mean, we love a good flog in Australian sport. And uh, especially myself, I get very excited by uh, players misbehaving and losing their temper. And there's a couple of flogs this week I want to take you through, Chris. Um, let's start with... Bryson DeChambeau. He's a golf player. You heard of Bryson? I've got to be honest with you. I haven't heard of him. <laughs> I, nor had I heard of the idea of floggery, but I wouldn't mind doing a degree in that. That sounds like something interesting to study. I'm, I'm, tell tell I'm me about my, Bryson's work. I'm doing my master's in floggery right now. <laughs> uh, Bryson DeChambeau is a golf player who's playing at the BMW Championships in Illinois. And he was doing something called slow playing. Can you believe that? Golf players getting angry that the game is being played too slow. Like the game moves at glacial pace oh, to begin with. Imagine trying to slow up a glacier. How yeah, do you yeah. do that? Uh, so he basically he's trying to get in the heads of his opponents by slowing the play down to uh, like ridiculous lengths, like seven, eight minutes to take a putt. Right, you know that's what I mean? crazy. Yeah. He's being ridiculous. So that's someone who's being a flog because they're disrespecting their teammates. There's a culture in, I think, uh, weekend golf where <laughs> someone who's better and quicker, you allow them to play through. Play through, yeah. And if players don't let you play through, the group behind you starts pegging shots at you just to give you the message. See, so that's what they should have done with Bryson, that's I think. That's why I don't play golf. It just makes me nervous that someone's <laughs> going to be hitting balls in the back of my head the whole time because I'm so slow. <laughs> Let's uh, move on from someone who's been a flog to their teammates to someone who's been a flog to the ref. Nick Kyrgios this week. My goodness, have we talked about Nick Kyrgios oh, too much. enough this year? Too much. Uh, he's at the Cincinnati Masters. He loses again. It's always when he's losing that he loses his mind, right? Uh, he was getting done uh, by the umpire for speed of his serve. Again, he's been watching Bryson DeChambeau in the golf <laughs> speed it up. He gets angry saying uh, Rafa serves that fast every time, saying Rafa Nadal takes his time, da-da-da, why does he get off? 
he does something quite inventive. I'll, I'll pay him this. He, he says, I, I need a bathroom break, right? Picks up two rackets from his bag, walks back to where the bathrooms are in the hallway, smashes both rackets on the floor, doesn't even use the bathroom. Well, he was busting. He couldn't wait. No, <laughs> he picks them up. Comes back in. It's quite smart because if you leave the court and smash rackets, you don't get a warning for it. So Very clever. He's kind of working around that. But at the end of the game is when it really kicked off, when he went to shake hands with the ref. He spat at the ref. Mm, it's not good. And then said, you're an effing tool. So... The work. Hands down. Every single time I play, he's doing some stupid <laughs> Every time. Code violation on sportsmanlike conduct. Point penalty, Mr. Kyrgios. I don't know how he's still got a gig, to be honest. It's unreal. It's unreal how this guy's still got a gig. I'd say the same thing about Nick at this stage, mate. He's a cranky boy, right, Chris? 166 grand, Rosen. Very specific wow. fines. He had five fines each of $29,512. <laughs> I don't know what that's going on in the WTA, how they work that out. Tennis, stop it. <laughs> stop What's wrong with it? Even 30 grand. Ah, oh, annoying. So I would I would have given him flog of the week for spitting at a ref. I Lay mean, down Mazzara, I would have thought. Absolutely disrespectful. But there is a bigger flog this week. And who, who better to trump one of the biggest flogs in this country than Conor McGregor? Oh, yeah, right. He has to win Flog of the Week because he actually physically assaulted someone. Seriously? Uh, yeah. He Get this. He's at a pub in Ireland, right? All these old blokes sitting. Sure. sure I understand so far. Sitting at a bar. He rocks up. He's an owner of some whiskey brand, right? I'm not even going to say the whiskey brand because I don't care. And he grabs the whiskey like, you know, one of those arrogant dudes and says, everyone have a shot. He's grabbing glasses from the bartender. He's putting them in front of every old mate that's sitting at the bar. Drink this, drink this. One guy wouldn't have a drink. He punches mm. an old man in the face. He's got registered weapons as hands and he punches an old bloke in the face. I imagine simply because the guy said, no, I'm more of a gin guy. Yeah, he wouldn't take a shot, so he took a shot. <laughs> who's, that, who, who's our flog of the week? Who, who do we give it to? It's got to be Connor, right? He punched a dude. Got to be Connor. We'll yeah. bring you next week's candidates right here on the Weekend Legends. But guys, big second hour coming up with Ashes Talk, trolling in sports, and does NRL need a trade window? We'll talk about that coming up. You're on the Weekend Legends, Triple M. The Weekend Legends on Triple M. The Weekend Legends catch-up podcast is done, but the fun is just beginning. Check out Sportsbet's new iPhone app. Download it now. Gamble responsibly. Triple M.